Ciao, Bella. I am Ronnie and Ryan, love and cosmic coach, and this is the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. We'll talk about a magical mix of mystical methods, including everything that works to live your best life, grow spiritually, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, and connect with spirit. Tune into the magic that is all around you. If you enjoy the show, please give it a thumbs up or write a glowing review and click the bell to subscribe so you'll know when the next episode is available. I offer listeners cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, psychic, intuitive, or card readings, or learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading. Learn more at nevertoolate.biz. May good fortune and magic come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. In this episode of the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast, I'm going to be speaking with Zara Mahoon. She is a master mindset and law of attraction coach and a manifesting expert. She's the author of 12 books on these subjects and the creator of the unlimited 40-day Law of Attraction workout and the Unlimited Universe Mastermind. After committing to completely transforming her self-worth in 2006, she went from being massively in debt to owning multiple properties and creating a thriving business as well as healing her relationship. How awesome. Zara helps individuals to identify the blockages that are keeping them from achieving success. She helps them to change their self-talk and develop new thinking habits that open up a world of new possibilities. Over the past few years, Zara has offered 150 talks on TV, public libraries, private workshops, and any opportunity to communicate and share what she has learned. So now let's welcome Zara. Hello. Hey, so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm happy you're here too. And I'm very excited about our chat today. Wow. Tell me a little bit about how you managed to shift all that inner chatter that is so can be so debilitating. I know how that can be. How did you do that? Were you committed to completely transforming yourself? I had no choice. I gave myself no choice. But I can tell you it wasn't overnight. It took a lot of work over a long period of time. Yeah. So what was your focus? Like, did you have a spe- couple of specific things that really made a difference for you? Yes. When I gravitated towards law of attraction and learning how to use it, yes, I did. But as soon as I got in there, very quickly, I realized that that is the shortest reason of not getting results. And so I stopped. If you try to use law of attraction in order to get something, it backfires. So, and so what did go you ahead. do instead? Instead of the law of attraction, then what did you use that helped? No, you- I, I, I still did law of attraction, but not to achieve anything specific. It was law of attraction, but it was my objective became just peace, peace and joy. So instead of saying I want more money or I want a relationship or I want this to change, or I want more of this or less of that. I stopped doing all of that because I realized that doing that was 
holding back my results. The real result you want, you want the relationship because you think it's going to make you happy. And then you want the money because you think that you'll do things with the money that are going to make you happy. So one day I thought about it and I said, well, then my objective should just be to be happy. And then I'll just let the universe guide me to whatever is going to make me happy. I don't have to worry about it. Wow. I want to say that that is so brilliant. It's really because that is the truth. And I, I can tell you that I did use the law of attraction and I talk about this a lot on my uh, podcast to attract love. And I did find the love of a wonderful man. And it took me 15 months and we've been together for almost 22 years. Unbelievable. It did work for me. However, I know that it can get in the way if you have your internal voice going on and on about that's not going to work. Who do you think you are? You're never going to find love. There are no good men out there. La, 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 la. And so mm-hmm. I did tame that and redirect mm-hmm. that inner chatter because that would be creating a conflict, which would then kind of negate any of the positive work that I might've been doing. So I understand what you're saying. And ultimately, if you're happy, that's how you attract things too. So it's a little bit counterintuitive though, to how so many talk about the law of attraction and that, you know, there's so much magical thinking out there Mm -hmm. and there's a little more to it. It, There's a lot more to it. Yeah. I talk about this in terms of, I call it full immersion. Like Mm -hmm. you have to jump into the pool and stay in the water. Yes. Of whatever yes. it is. Agreed. Yeah. You can't Absolutely. be getting out because you're tired or wanting to lay on the lounge and catch some rays. No, you have no. to be in the pool. It's a 24 seven kind of operation. Now, totally. But let me ask you something. There are people who manifested things doing no work. Like I have a friend her business was underwater and she wasn't making any money. And she felt that if she could just go bankrupt because she had a lot of debt from taking care of her mom when she got really ill. So she wanted to go bankrupt to get rid of that debt, which she did. And then once she felt free from the debt, then she started manifesting money. So she would just focus on the number that she got because her money started automatically increasing. And then she would double it, double it, double it. So, but she said, I didn't do anything. Now, I'm not going to tell you I agree with that because I think she was working in her business. But I just am curious how you think about that because, you know, she says, I didn't do anything. It just started rolling. That's not true because what she's looking at is she's looking at action. She's looking at the physical world. She's not, uh, she- She's not really talking about her internal world. Internally, going bankrupt and removing all the debt is the equivalent of removing all negativity. That was the negativity holding her back. She removed it. Now her path is clear. There are things happening that you can't see. They are not physical things. And this is what goes wrong with people who look at someone and say, oh, that person worked hard and that person didn't work hard. How come they both got the same result? The person who worked hard should have got better results than the one who didn't. 
And the answer is, it's not just about the physical action that you're taking. It's also about the mental action that you're taking. And I always recommend when people come to me for coaching and advice, I always tell them that if they have debt that feels like a burden, they should do something about it, whatever. Because if you've got money sitting in the bank and you've got a credit card that's to the hilt, pay it off and you'll feel better, which will allow more money to come in. But if you keep looking at the debt and you have money sitting in the bank account, you're not feeling good. Everything happens from your feeling good. Yes. So anything that's taking away from your feeling good is holding you back. And that is the answer. When she paid off everything, she felt better. And now she was allowing her prosperity to flow. Yeah. All right. Thank you for explaining that. So, you know, I always, sometimes women come to me and they're very down about finding love. They are just, they don't believe it. They don't believe either. They don't believe they're worthy or they don't believe there are any good men out there. I have a lot of highly educated, very successful women who come to me. And so it's a terrible struggle for them to turn this around because according to their, we'll call it viewfinder, they don't see any good men. All the men online stink, creepy, they're, they're cheats, they're low lives, they're not educated, they're not la la la, whatever. And they don't believe. And so I tell them, you have to find a way to believe in love because if you don't believe that this is going to work for you and that you can find love and that if you go through this process, you're going to have what you want, then don't even start because so true. It, it won't work. Yes, that's that's absolutely true. The problem is people collect the wrong type of evidence. Yeah. You see, our logical mind wants evidence. Yes. And it's up to you to collect that evidence, right? And so if you look around you and you decide that you're going to focus on all the creepy guys out there, then that's all you'll see. But if you look around you, I bet you can you have friends who have beautiful relationships. I know so many people who are happily married or together, but they met online. So it's not, it's not that you won't find them online. It's just that you've got to collect different type of evidence. You've got to remind yourself that if it can play out one way for someone else, it can also play out that way for you. Yeah. What happens is people look at examples and they look at someone for whom it worked and they'll say, oh, it worked for that person, but not for me. And, and then that means you're not collecting the right type of evidence. You see, your mind will not let you proceed unless it has evidence that you're heading in the right direction. So how do you turn that around to collect the evidence that helps you believe? Well, first of all, you have to come to the realization that that's what you need to do. Yes, of course, awareness (laughs) is always the place to start. No question. Yes. So once you have uh, the realization, then it is about being mindful, understanding what you need to do and then go and do it. For example, um, I was coaching someone who was in pretty much the same, you know, place wanting a relationship. So I told her, go and watch. First, put yourself in the right space of appreciation of what you see others have, because that's the flip that you have to do. If you're going to look at other people and be jealous, if you're going to look at someone, you know, like this girl that I'm going to tell you about, 
she would come and say, my cousin's getting married. I, when I heard about it, I had this pinch, you know, like somebody just wrenched my heart out. Of course, I felt happy for my cousin. And I said, no, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. This is your younger cousin getting married. You're not happy. And so the thing is to face up to that fact that you're not happy and decide that as long as you feel that way, then you're holding back the good stuff. Because if you can't be happy for other people, then you're not in a place of happiness. But happiness is the vibration on, all, on which all things that you want are. So you can't pull it into your life if you're not on the same vibe with it. And if you're going to be jealous of other people who have it, then you're obviously not on the right vibration. So that's the first thing. You have to come up with reasons to say you're willing to let it go. And that's where most of the work is. If you can turn that around and give yourself half a chance, the universe is going to jump with joy and bring you evidence that you're on the right path. And once you have that, so I did that with this girl, I said, okay, for the next three days, I want you to just stop thinking about anyone that you know, in actual reality, who has found a relationship, and you're jealous of these people, stop, stop looking at them and feeling hurt. Instead, go and watch some nice romantic movies. And appreciate the fact that, you know, these stories actually happen to people. So she did that for three days. And then she said, she went out and she said, I can't believe it. There are people left, right and center who want to talk to me. I went for a run and somebody stopped me and asked for my number. I went into Starbucks and somebody bought me my coffee. And, you know, like I went to work and suddenly people are noticing me. So what changed? Well, you changed. And the universe is giving you all of this as evidence. You now need to collect this evidence and and write it down or find a mechanism to hold on to it because this is the universe telling you you're heading in the right direction. And you have to hold on to this evidence and then more evidence will come. But if you revert back and you forget all of this that, has started happening in your life. If you revert back, then you lose it all. You have to start over. You know, I saw something from another coach that was so amazing. And she was comparing this to your news feed in like Facebook or something, you know, like whatever you like, you know, whatever you click on and give the thumbs up or whatever it is, the algorithm will make sure that you see more of that. So Mm -hmm, if you like gut-wrenching political stories and you click on those, you're going to see more gut-wrenching political stories. Or if you like silly animal videos, you're going to see more silly animal videos. Absolutely. That is very similar. And I thought, oh, that was so brilliant for her to compare what happens in your social media feed to what happens when you work with the law of attraction. Exactly. Yes. And so I have what, an, a, a, something to build on on top of what you just shared, oh, good. which is beautiful, is I, I uh, draw a parallel between a search engine and law of attraction. In a search engine, you put in your search criteria and then millions of results show up. 
right? Yeah. Well, law of attraction is exactly like that. You put in your search criteria, you decide that. Law of attraction is not deciding that for you. So if if you put in your search criteria, law of attraction will bring you all sorts of unlimited possibilities. The only difference is that your emotions are a filter. Your emotions are a filter in law of attraction's search engine. Relationship and you're lonely, then relationship is equal to lonely, you're going to stay lonely. Mm. So your, your emotional state becomes a filter through which things come. All right, let's shift gears now, because this is beautiful. And I want to apply it to another area of life. Losing weight. Mm -hmm. So how do you apply the same ideas that you're talking about to losing weight, especially for somebody who's been let's say on a lot of yo-yo diets or they lost, you know, 50 pounds and then something happened and they gained 60 back and now they have to do it all over again and they just can't face it. So what do we do in that situation? Well, in that situation, again, it's a a matter of collecting evidence. You see, here's the thing. You've collected a lifetime of evidence that says that food is your enemy. If I eat this, it's going to do this to me. If I eat this, it's going to you know, two more pounds. Well, a cookie is maybe 150 calories and you need 3,500 to put on a pound. So, you know, the cookie didn't give you the two pounds. Your thought of eating the cookie gave you the two pounds. So uh, change that around. You have to start saying that food is your friend. Food is my friend. It's not my enemy. It's my friend. And never, ever, ever, ever Step outside of what your inner voice is telling you. If your inner voice is telling you, don't eat the cookie, don't eat the cookie. What happens? Pay attention. You do have to pay attention. (laughs) What happens with a lot of people is that the inner voice says, don't do this, or, you know, cut it out. You've had enough now, stop. And we don't listen. Okay, but how can you tell if it's your inner voice or? your old tape. Like, how do you know? Like the old tapes would say, you shouldn't eat another cookie. You know, you shouldn't eat another cookie. Cookies aren't your friend. Cookies get, make you gain weight. And then you eat the other cookie. How do you know that's not like, how do you tell the difference? You don't need to tell the difference because if your old programming is telling you not to do something, you should not do it because that's your programming. If you step outside of it, you will hurt yourself. You have to change the programming before you change the action. You can't change the action until you change the programming. It doesn't work. Wow. So it's mind boggling because clearly I want to have a cookie right now. So, (laughs) so now that we're talking about cookies, I'm like, oh, let's see. I could have, you know, chocolate chip or Oreo, whatever. Yeah. So now watch how there's this inner conflict. There should be no inner conflict. You want a cookie, go have a cookie. But if there's a conflict, part of you is saying, no, don't do that. Then don't do that. It doesn't matter where that voice is coming from, because unless the voice goes away, you cannot have that thing. And can you really change that voice? No, you shouldn't. Could you change a lifetime of my mother saying, don't eat that? Yes, 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 you can. But I can I have tell to you, get your number. I'm going to have to get your number. <laughs> I can tell you it's not easy. And it does take self-discipline. All of law of attraction takes self-discipline. If you have a negative belief about something, don't consume it until you change your belief around it. 
All right, so my next question is then, if we don't like these negative beliefs we have, why do we hold on to them so vehemently? <laughs> because we, I mean? because we haven't we be, we've believed in them without collecting evidence to the contrary. We've accepted them. So if my mother has told me don't do that, I've accepted her as the expert. I've accepted what she's told me, and I have not done anything to disprove that information. So my mind now will hold on to it until I find evidence to disprove it, which is why when we were first talking about relationships, I was saying that you have to feed your mind evidence. When your mind accepts the new evidence, it creates a new rule. Now you can live your life in accordance with the new rule. But if you don't feed your mind evidence, it will not accept an action that falls outside of what rules you've already got internalized. So you do have to change those rules, those rules or beliefs, same thing, right? So uh, uh, if somebody says, I am in a position of authority and I tell you it is going to happen this way and you accept it, that's it. I'll give you a little story. This is a fun story. So I was organizing a retreat and I went to of Costco because I love going to Costco. And, um, <laughs> and uh, you know, I love uh, the sampling stations that they put out and you can try new stuff before you bring it home. Yeah. So absolutely. I, uh, yeah. And so, you know, sometimes there's a crowd that collects around something and you know, that's got to be something good because people are probably going back for seconds. So I saw this crowd around a sampling station and I had this big cart, you know how Costco carts are gigantic. So I didn't want to take it because uh, I didn't want to take it into that lineup because it was there was a crowd there. So I parked my cart on the other side of this sampling station. I went and I got my sample. It was something or the other chicken and I brought it back. And as I went to grab my cart, the there was another sampling station where I parked my cart and there was no one there. I remember it was Gillette Blades. And so this woman who is at Gillette Blades, she looked at me really sternly. And I felt like I had done something wrong. So I, in my head, I'm saying I only took one sample, I promise. You know, I was just being funny. I was just like, oh, I don't know what she's thinking. I just took one sample. And, and then she opened her mouth and she said, do you know what you did? And I'm like uh, confused because I only got one sample. And she says, she must have seen that look on my face. And she says, you left your handbag in the cart <laughs> to go get your sample, right? And I looked at her and I said, oh, sweetheart. And then I said to her, that does not happen in my world. You know, nobody is going to swipe my handbag. It does not happen in my world. I walked away because I didn't want to have a dialogue with her. But you see, her evidence of how things worked in her world was so different from the evidence that I've collected about how things work in my world. In my world, I will go to work at a library and leave not just my handbag, but my computer at the desk, go to the bathroom and come back. And everything's right where I left it. In her world, that probably doesn't happen. And ah. so the evidence that she's collected about the way the world works says to her, if you leave handbags lying around, somebody's going to swipe it. 
in my world, it doesn't happen. I've left my handbag in my car overnight and left the car open. Good for you. Well, you have faith and trust, and that's how your world operates, and nothing else is possible in the strength of that. So, but, but you really believe it. But you really, but that, really believe it. That's what I mean. Is you have to believe it. But if you're, if you don't have those beliefs, because I didn't have those beliefs when I started. Right. Right. I didn't. I used to believe that things can get lost and people can cheat, lie, steal, all of those things. I have shifted my beliefs by collecting evidence that disproves my old belief system. You know, when I was in high school, I put my purse on top of the car to open the door and I had taken all my silver bracelets up. There wasn't a lot of money in the purse because I was in high school, but I drove off purses now in the middle of the road. So I was so upset when I got home, but I had my name in there. Somehow they found my phone number and they called me and the same day and everything was still there. I was like, exactly. oh my gosh, that was what an amazing experience, you know, to go because yeah. I felt I was so mad at myself for doing something that dumb. And yet I was protected by the universe yes. because they, they found it. They stopped their car. They picked it up. They figured out who I was and they called me and they brought me everything back. So I did give them a reward. That's the thing. You see, that is evidence that there are good people in the world. So why not collect that evidence instead of listening to the news and collecting your evidence from the news? Exactly. <laughs> but it's it runs contrary to what a lot of people believe. Like for me, I don't watch the news. It's really funny because I just listened to a podcast about empath. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not one about labeling myself. I mean, I like to do Akashic record readings and I'm a spiritual person or whatever, but I haven't given myself a lot of labels that are very popular today. So anyway, they're talking about empaths and they're like, you know, people who are empaths, they're not comfortable watching the news. I'm like, yeah. And they can't listen to some kinds of music. I'm like, yeah. And they can't watch certain kinds of movies. Like I could never watch a horror movie or it's just so funny because I never really thought of myself as being an empath. But according to this podcast and the things they were saying, like, I don't put myself in the situation to listen to those things or focus on those things because they don't make me happy. My brother is from a different political camp than I'm at, and he always wants to talk about it. So I don't want to talk about it for many reasons. I don't want to fight with him. But more than that, I can't change it. Mm -hmm. I can't yes. fix it. And it sure doesn't make me happy. So yeah. that's what I say. I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about it with people from my own camp. Yes. <laughs> I agree. There's nothing fun yes. for me in that. But some people enjoy it. But I do not. I hear what you're saying. And so self-selection is what you're saying is really important to focus, be aware. Yes, exactly. You have to know what's good for you and what's not good for you in terms of the kind of future you're creating. So tell me, if you will, I'd love to hear one of your success stories. Yes. And then she went on from there to create a spark with someone that she'd known for a couple of years and they had yeah. fallen out of touch with. And then he suddenly appeared in her life and, you know, beautiful story. Yeah, that is a great one. I run something called the Manifesting Power Hour. We get together three times a, a month in a group. But anyway, she read something at the beginning of the year about releasing 27 things a day for nine days. 
that's a lot of stuff. And they said something magical would happen. And so she decided she was going to try it. And I'll give her a lot of credit because I could not do that. But anyway, she did that. 27 things, nine days in a row. And on the third day after she completed that, a guy, and she didn't know what was going to happen. She just wanted a miracle. They promised a miracle. She didn't know what kind of miracle. She just left it up, up into the universe. Three days after this guy contacted her, who she knew in eighth grade, she's in her forties and divorced. Yes. And they are very happily dating now. That's right. I, I mean, I can tell you so many stories of that type. Tell me one that's not a loved one. I have clients who are in business for themselves and their thing is about manifesting more clients and more sales. I was working with a real estate agent and she had her absolute best. So I showed her how to prepay, which is a term I'm using from oh, Abraham yeah. Hicks. I love that. And, and prepave all her communications with the client. And she had just phenomenal success as a result of it. And, and the clients that called her when they finally got possession of their home, they called her and they couldn't stop thanking her for the work that she'd done. And she hadn't done anything that she wouldn't do otherwise. It was just that she changed her vibration. But there, you know, there are so many stories of people manifesting so many things. There's someone uh, that I've coached and it did take her a whole year, but she lost 86 pounds with just a combination of strategies that we talked about. People can manifest we are wired to manifest the things that we want. The only thing that gets in the way is beliefs, beliefs that are contrary to the desire that we want to manifest. You have to get off the desire for enough time to be able to do the work on your belief systems. That's how it works. You can't just visualize it into place. What are you doing when you're not visualizing? What are you doing when you're not journaling? What's happening in here? Because that 15 minutes, half an hour of scripting and another half an hour of meditation is not enough to counter what you're doing for 15 hours of the day while you're awake, however many hours you're awake for. So it's the balance. So once you yeah. flip the balance and you become someone who just lives life in a different way, thinks in a different way, then it doesn't matter what you're thinking all day, every day, because all of it is good for you. And teaching people to flip that balance is what my work is all about. And that truly is law of attraction, which is why when people do the 40-day law of attraction manifesting challenge with me, I tell them, put everything that you want aside. We are not working on anything. We're just going to work on joy. Ask for joy. And let the universe find a way to get you joy. That's so beautiful. I love that. Now, find an easy way to get to the things that you want. That, that is marvelous. I love, can you imagine it could be easy? What a concept. It can be easy. In fact, it is easy. It's supposed to be natural. Who would you say made the biggest impression on you when you were doing your own transformation? There are three teachers who've had a remarkable impact on my life and my way of thinking. Yeah. Deepak Chopra, Wayne Dyer, and Abraham Hicks. Oh, very good. All classics. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely love their work. But my own method of 
teaching is based mostly on what I've learned from Wayne Dyer and Abraham Hicks. All right. Well, what a pleasure talking to you today. I am just thrilled. I think that you really address some of the concerns about the law of attraction that people don't often discuss. It's all about write this thing 33 times for three days in a row or whatever. And you could write it a hundred thousand times. Yes, exactly. If you're arguing in your head and you don't believe it, it's not. It's work. not good. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to work. Yeah. So people can find you at your website, which is Z-M-A-H-O-O-N.com. And I'll, I'll be sure the link is there. And then all your social media will be there, including your YouTube channel. Very nice. So people can get more of you in lots of different places. And that's fabulous. And you are sheer inspiration. I am just thrilled to have had this opportunity to speak with you today. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom with us. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Excellent. All right. Until next time. This is Ronnie and Ryan, love and cosmic coach. Thanking you for listening today. If you'd like cosmic coaching and guidance for your spiritual path, a psychic, intuitive, or card reading, or to learn about your past lives and how they influence your life today with an Akashic Records reading, please visit nevertolate.biz. If you like this episode, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe and share it with someone that you love. I'll have more about love and magic next time. Until then, this is Ronnie and Ryan hoping you make the most of the love and magic that always surrounds you.